0: United Soccer Coaches is proud to bring you the weekly United Soccer Coaches podcast covering all aspects and all levels of the game we love. The United Soccer Coaches podcast is presented by Team Snap and hosted by veteran soccer announcer Dean Linky, the longtime television and podcast voice of the association. Now, here's Dean with this week's show. I am
1: Dean Linky, and on today's show, we're going to double down on our countdown to convention. We're going to start with a countdown to convention and we're going to finish with the countdown to the convention. What does that mean? Well, we're going to meet two important people that will be featured at the convention January 19, It begins in Kansas City, and you want to be there. You do not want to miss either one of these incredible panelists. Celia Slater, who's doing an entire certificate on assistant coaches, a great topic, 10 different sessions. She breaks down all of those sessions. She'll kick off the show with our initial countdown to convention. We'll end the show with Big D, Donna Fisher, who just did an add-on through Jeff Van Dusen, who was just named the new CEO. He'll begin that job in January, working hand-in-hand with Lynn Burling-Manuel along the way. And Donna Fisher will talk about people skills and she'll add on a session on Wednesday, that first day of the convention, focused on people skills. I love her breakdown. In the middle, it's part four of a four part series spearheaded by Kate Ward, the advocacy chair for Disabilities Allies Group with United Soccer Coaches, a longtime member of the U.S. Women's Deaf National Team, which is phenomenal. She's also an assistant coach for UTEP. She does so many great things. She put together this four-part series and we wrap it up today with two incredible human beings. Ashley Hammond, the head of the U.S. Soccer Disability Soccer Committee, whose son plays for the U.S. Soccer Paranational Team, and Stuart Sharp, the actual head coach of this super successful U.S. Paranational team and director of U.S. Soccer's extended national team program, as they put a capper, as we dedicated this entire month to disability awareness, courtesy of Kate Ward, again, the chair of the United Soccer Coaches Disabilities Allies Advocacy Group. That's our show, and it starts after this message from our presenting sponsor, Team Snap.
0: Does managing your club or league feel like a second job? Time now for the countdown to convention, a weekly interview on the United Soccer Coaches podcast that features the United Soccer Coaches Convention, which will take place January 19th through 23rd in Kansas City. Every week during this time, our host Dean Linky will take a deep dive with someone or a group of people that will be featured at this year's convention. Remember to register early for the convention by going to unitedsoccercoachesconvention.org now. Here's Dean with this week's countdown to convention.
1: It's countdown to convention time, and we're so pleased to be joined by Celia Slater, who does so many great things in the game and outside of the game and around the game and with United Soccer coaches and in other entities as well. And she is going to be doing the assistant coaches professional development certificate, and that's why we've got her on today. Celia Slater, welcome back to the United Soccer Coaches podcast presented by TeamSnap. It's
2: awesome to be here, Dean. I really appreciate the opportunity to share the diploma we'll be doing in January.
1: Before we dive into that diploma, as I said, it's already called Assistant Coaches Professional Development Certificate. Remind everybody what you do in your real job. I'm Celia, and I know you've got a ton of real jobs, but you've got this great company. Remind everybody the name and where they can find you.
2: The name of the company is True North Sports, but our main program is the Coach Development Academy, which is a virtual online program that's a little bit hybrid because we do live classes with uh, guest speakers to follow along with the content. And you know, those three courses are Managing Yourself, um, Managing Your Program, and Managing Your Culture. That's kind of what I do um, for my real job is run the Coach Development Academy at this point. They can find us at truenorsports.net TrueNorsports.net. Obviously,
1: we had someone near and dear to you, Becky Burley, on a few weeks ago, and I know she's wrapping up her season, but, man, what a joy to have her on. And she's, she's probably another one of those people that has inspired you about being around the convention because I'll tell you what, between
2: the two of you, I mean, there are not bigger smiles at the convention, Right. Yeah, we, we have a lot of fun. I I go to uh, quite a few coaching conventions and I have to tell you, the soccer one is one of my favorites. And, and a lot of it's just the people that I get to work with. You know, I really have always enjoyed Jeff Van Dusen and just so many different people that I've had the Rudy Zimmerman. I mean, they're all just fantastic to work with. So I, I really do enjoy the people. It's fun. I have a great time. And I, I appreciate how they've had the vision of how can we continue to impact the younger coaches that are coming into the profession? Because I know a lot of, a lot of conventions, not just soccer will kind of gear a lot of their work around head coaches and, you know, how to help them with, you know, managing a team and the X's and O's and this and that. And I really appreciate the vision of United soccer coaches to create this diploma for assistant coaches, the younger people, that are trying to work their way up the ladder and get some basic skill sets that'll help them. Amen. Assistant coaches, professional development
1: certificate. I told you when I booked you, you've got the floor, fill in the blanks. How many courses are there? Tell us everything you can about the assistant coaches, professional development certificate.
2: Well, this is, let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Looks like nine courses. 10, 10 courses that we're offering. And you know, just these topics we picked that we thought would be really helpful be, because of the assistant coach's role. So for example, um, I'm just gonna name the courses and who's teaching them. Um, strategies for connecting and coaching this generation, um, which a lot of people struggle with, and that's gonna be taught by Teresa Beckman, who is a generational expert. Um, The second is the role of the assistant coach in developing team culture. That's also going to be taught by Teresa Beckman, who, by the way, was the author of our Managing the Culture workbook um, that we've written. Um, The next is Understanding and Managing Team Performance, Anxiety, and Stress. That's going to be taught by Dr. Tiffany Jones, and she's going to She's Tiffany spent the last year in Deepak Chopra's um, well-being coach program. So she's picked up a lot of really great mindfulness, meditation, breathing exercises to help athletes and coaches manage their anxiety and stress a little bit. We might have a lot of people in that class developing and training the foundational skills for mental toughness. That's the other course that Tiffany will be teaching career choices, choosing experience over titles. That's going to be a really interesting session between Becky Burley and Sarah Loudon, who uh, Sarah's story is just phenomenal and how she's been willing to do a lot of different jobs to create a really successful path for her in the coaching profession. It's a very unconventional path. And Becky has been a huge mentor for her. So we're going to do a session on her path, the DISC assessment, a tool for self and social awareness as a leader, um, Becky Burley is teaching that class for us in that diploma. The qualities of a great assistant coach—that is going to be a class that I am so excited about to be teaching with Bill Bezek. Um, and we're going to talk about five qualities of what—what—I'm what, sorry, what makes a great assistant coach. And then we're going to do the conflict toolkit, everybody's favorite topic—conflict. How to master a difficult conversation, um, and that's going to be taught by Teresa Beckman and myself how to build trusting team environments. Uh, That's going to be me. And then becoming organized and efficient as a recruiter. And that's going to be taught by Mandy Green um, from Busy.coach, who also works with Dan Tudor and his recruiting uh, academy. So those are just a few of the courses we're doing for that diploma. And I think you can see we're covering quite a range of topics. You are indeed.
1: Now, Celia and some of the other ones, the requirements were to attend six, some were to attend eight, some you have to attend all. And if you don't know, that's okay. Cause I know they're still trying to figure all of that out, but do you know, if there's a prerequisite number that they have to attend yet? I don't know that. Okay. Okay. No problem. I I know it's gotta be six, eight or 10. So uh, Mm -hmm. people can do their own research. And I mean, for me, I think based on the topics, why not go to all 10, right? They all 10, all 10 sound fascinating, Celia.
2: Yeah, no, they're, they're really, and all those speakers are phenomenal. And I think that, you know, if you can, if if, if they don't conflict with another speaker, you'd like to hear, um, hopefully you, you can attend all 10. That would be awesome.
1: You know, it's interesting on this show and on last week's show, we had Maya Hayes kicking off this year's class of the 30 under 30 class. Sarah Loudon was a 30 under 30 who I was moved by And I was moved partly because of her path. I was also moved because, you know, she mentioned your name. She mentioned Becky's name. What a great case study to break down. That is awesome.
2: Yeah, no, we're really excited about this. Sarah's very excited about it. And, you know, she's currently a volunteer at Penn State with the Penn State Women's Soccer Program. And so, you know, she just has been great at not being involved with the titles, but also, you know, just being more involved in how do I get the best experience possible but a lot of that, honestly, has been uh, through Becky's guidance and mentor mentoring, and Sarah's done a lot of hard work. Short of Bill,
1: everybody you mentioned, I'm pretty sure were women, which goes back to the notion, you know, if you can see it, you can be it, and if you can see her, you can be her. That's got to be part of your message as well, I would think, Celia.
2: Yeah, I, I do think that that was, you know, part of you know the initial um, push with this with some of the diplomas was. How do we get more female speakers at the convention? And, you know, quite frankly, most of my work um, in my career has been working to improve the the numbers of women in coaching and women in leadership positions. And so it's kind of like part of my calling, but it's also part of what they asked me to do as well, because it's, a, it's an important goal of the United Soccer Coaches, which is another reason I really like them.
1: Yeah. There's been a little bit of Rocky times right now in women's soccer at the pro ranks. Of course, you know, Becky's now with Orlando. I hope she stays. I don't know what she's going to do. You know, I know it's a long, a long season, but you know, hopefully we get through this and we only get stronger as it relates to more women wanting to step up and be coaches and be general managers and be involved at a high level. What are your thoughts on that, Celia?
2: I definitely see the value in that. Um, I'm not completely clear on why we haven't been able to get more women to transition from college to the pro level. Um, many of them are like, well, you know, I just, I just don't know about the time commitment and, you know, but to me, uh, honestly, I've been able to see Becky be on a little bit more of a set schedule in the pro level than she ever was on the college level. And, you know, you get a little bit of your evenings back and, and you get a little bit more into a routine. So I'm not really sure that 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 particular reason holds water. But I, I am interested in seeing, like, how can we transition and recruit more of the collegiate level Um, leaders over to the professional level because we certainly do need them and I think part of that will be if they can increase the salaries and the benefit packages it'll become more attractive because you know right now many of those college women coaches that they would be interested in are making more as a college coach than they would as a pro coach and so I think if they can increase that part of it um, that would be huge uh, as far as attracting some of those top coaches over to the pro level.
1: This is our Countdown due Convention. We're spending time with Celia Slater, who is running a diploma called Assistant Coaches Professional Development Certificate. She already mentioned the 10 different courses that will be part of it, all 10. Celia, let's end with this because... You mentioned Jeff Van Dusen. It was announced uh, last week that he's the new CEO of United Soccer Coaches. If you're like me, anytime Jeff Van Dusen calls, I'm ready to go. Really, anytime United Soccer Coaches, I'm ready to go. But the fact that Jeff gets this great opportunity is pretty exciting, right? It's hard to say no to Jeff. It's hard to say no to United Soccer Coaches, Celia.
2: No, for sure, for sure. And I want to give a shout out to Lynn because... I really felt like Lynn really believed in the vision that we were, we were talking about as well. And I think she did a lot of really great things and I'm very excited about Jeff as well. Um, I've probably have worked the longest with Jeff, but I will say that it was Jeff and Lynn together who believed when I pitched this whole thing to them a long time ago, they both believed in the vision very much. And so I'm grateful to both of them, but you're right. I, I have I will have for the rest of my life, I'll always be wanting to help Jeff, um, Jeff out because he's definitely been a great supporter of mine. And, um, and I really believe that his heart is like he really wants to do great things. And, and that's, those are the kinds of people you want to get behind.
1: Amen. So well said. Let's get your website one more time so people can learn all the great things you're doing right now, Celia.
2: Yeah, it's uh, truenorthsports.net. And if you have any questions, you're welcome to email my assistant at info at truenorthsports.net.
1: Celia Slater, countdown to convention. We will see you in Kansas City, Celia. Thanks so much for all you do. Thank you, Dean, I really appreciate the time. Celia Slater, part of our Countdown to Convention. She's actually gonna be one of two Countdown to Conventions as we'll end the show with Big D, Donna Fisher, who just added on an incredible session on Wednesday. January 19th, the opening day of the United Soccer Coaches Convention. Donna Fisher will wrap up the show with our second Countdown to Convention segment of this week's podcast. When we return, it's part four of a four part series spearheaded by Kate Ward, who is the chair for the Disabilities Allies Advocacy Group for. United Soccer Coaches. She's a longtime member of the U.S. Deaf National Team. She is just an incredible human being. And she set me up with two incredible human beings. Ashley Hammond is the head of the U.S. Soccer Disability Soccer Committee, and his son plays for the U.S. Soccer Para National Team. And Stuart Sharp, who's the longtime head coach of U.S. Soccer's Para National Team, and the director of the U.S. Soccer Extended National Team Program. Kate Ward got both of them to wrap up this four-part series dedicated to disability awareness. Ashley Hammond and Stuart Sharp join the show after this message.
0: That's this week's Countdown to Convention for the 2022 United Soccer Coaches Convention, January 19th through 23rd in Kansas City. Register today at unitedsoccercoachesconvention.org.
1: Welcome back to the United Soccer Coaches podcast presented by Team Snap. I am delighted that we have the fourth part of an amazing four-part series spearheaded by Kate Ward, who is the chair of the Disabilities Allies Advocacy Group for United Soccer Coaches. She's also the women's vice president for the USA Deaf Soccer Association and she's also a player on the U.S. women's deaf team and an assistant coach for UTEP. Kate Ward does it all and Kate Ward put together this four-part series and we're thrilled with our final part as we are joined by two impressive gentlemen. Ashley Hammond, he's the head of U.S. Soccer's Disability Soccer Committee and his son actually plays for the para-national team and Stuart Sharp who's the head coach of the Paranational Team and Director of the U.S. Soccer Extended National Team Program, also known as U.S. Soccer ENT. Ashley Hammond, Stuart Sharp, welcome to this four-part series on the United Soccer Coaches Podcast.
3: Thanks for having us on, Dean, and I don't think I can, it's hard to follow somebody like Kate Ward for a resume and uh, what an impressive leader she is, so thanks for having us on.
4: Thank you so much. I get to work closely with Kate on the Uh, disability soccer committee and she is an incredible human being it was a very accurate portrayal
1: well i appreciate that and i I meant it generally and i can tell you guys feel the same way so i want to start kind of open-ended because we want to get to know what you're doing because part of this is education right so we'll start with you ashley hammond as the head of u.s soccer's disability soccer committee and then we'll get to the fact that your son is playing for stewart but tell us all about the u.s soccer disability soccer committee
4: Thank you, yes. My nonprofit organization, CP Soccer, joined U.S. Soccer and over the course of the year we were involved with it. Cindy porlo the president, asked me if I would be interested in chairing the Disability Soccer Committee as, you know, her primary message is diversity inclusion and wanted to make sure that it was an active committee. And I accepted the role. And fortunately for me, with the mentorship of Stuart and Jim Morehouse at the ENT, and Cindy's leadership and guidance, we've managed to put together a very good working group within the Disability Soccer Committee, not only the Disability Soccer Committee, but I got permission to bring in a bunch of actual players within the disability soccer world. So we have one of Kate's teammates, Sid Andrews, for example, We have um, and a bunch of other players, but also some top disability advocates. And our mission is to really advocate for how can we um, do things positively for the disability soccer community within U.S. soccer and worldwide. And again, Stuart's helped me with a ton of initiatives and ideas, which we've sort of actioned, And it's all going to culminate this year, particularly in a presentation of a bunch of things that we've done that are going to be super helpful for disability athletes within U S soccer. And it'll all culminate in our disability awareness month that myself, Stuart, Jim, and the committees work on to produce for December. So it's a lot of fun. And, uh, really it's just it's just it's just advocating for and getting things done within the disability community within US soccer as a proud
1: father before we get to stuart it's all about our family because at the end of the day that's what we've got right we've got our family so you have a son with a disability that plays for stuart tell us that story and then we'll find out from stuart what it's like coaching him and learn more about what stuart's doing
4: Sure. So my son was diagnosed with a um, hemiplegia where he had a, a right-sided stroke. So it impacts the left side of his body when he was young. So he has cerebral palsy uh, and in utero stroke. And at age 13, we discovered the U.S. men's paranational team and wrote to Stuart, who very kindly invited Shay to try out, which he does with all kids that are, you know, that he thinks are going to be potentially good enough to play on the team. And so from the age of 13, once Stewart had seen him, he saw something in him that would potentially be good enough to play for the national team and has mentored him as have the team and the players, like I say, from the age of 13. And eventually he has now trained and gone on to be good enough to be selected by Stewart for a number of events up to and including the last world cup. And he continues to train and hopefully continues to be selected for the, for the men's power team as it moves forward. Unfortunately, the program to, has had to take a hiatus like a lot of programs due to COVID. Um, but the, the very, the players are very disciplined and they they're training hard and hopefully, you know, waiting for their next opportunity. So again, he lives for this. He lives for playing for the U.S. and trains relentlessly like all the other guys and uh, can't wait to get back on the field real soon.
1: Stuart, as you hear that story, as we now move to Stuart Sharp, the head coach of the U.S. Soccer Para National Team and the Director of U.S. Soccer's Extended National Team Program, Stuart, I got to believe you get it that you make dreams come true, kind of, right? And these are different kind of dreams, Stuart. What does that mean to you? And then also talk about what it means to make a dream come true for Ashley's son. Maybe some people think that my
3: my role makes dreams come true, but really, I I, I think humbly I I have the opportunity to to create environments that a person's ability. If they have it and they want to work hard, they, they can realize their, their potential. So I create environments that allow, allow individuals to, to realize their dreams, you know, and according to, to their ability. And it's, it's, it's a privilege for me to, to coach this team and, and be part of that.
1: Incredible. And a quick comment on Ashley's son being able to be a part of your team. She came in at the age of thirteen to one of our youth
3: ID camps. Ash gives me a lot of credit there. I mean, she has has worked really hard since the age of thirteen to to realise his dream of playing for the men's team. And at the age of thirteen, he came in. He was in a youth program, and the, the men's team were in a separate pitch. And the the senior players actually called him Sunshine because he was a real sunshine uh, about about the the camp that that week. And, but he went away. He realised how how hard it. Was going to be to to work and and you know play for the the senior men's national team and you know he spent five years working hard and uh, with with Ash at his training centre. Uh, with his, his club in and, and New Jersey. And, and because of that hard work, he put himself in a position that I had to make a decision as a head coach of, of a national team to bring him in. So yeah, the credit really goes to, to Shea. And then of course, Ash is his father. My job is simple. I, I just need to assess, are you good enough to play for the national team? And, and I did that. But yeah, from a ray of sunshine to a national team player, that was his journey from 13 to, to where he is now.
1: I love it. Let's do a little history lesson here. I worked for US soccer from 89 to 94 before going to major league soccer. And if this was around, I didn't know about it so bad on me. When was this created and how long has it been around and how has it developed and you both can address that question. Yes, so
3: the kind of rough history behind the para seventh side national team. You know, first of all, uh, as Ash said, his his son has cerebral palsy, so that's how he qualifies for the team. Uh, the other uh, ways to qualify for the team would be the, the disabilities of someone who's had a stroke, uh, so that impairment, or someone who's had a traumatic brain injury. So that's the three qualifications: cerebral palsy, stroke, and and traumatic brain injury. The team has really been around. First of all, outside of U.S. soccer since about 92. They competed in the 96 uh, Paralympic Games in Atlanta. And then U.S. soccer started to become involved and and took them on, I believe, around about uh, 2003. And in uh, 2014, uh, when I joined U.S. soccer, they started to really pump uh, extra uh, resources into the team. I was their first inaugural head head coach. Uh, obviously, being inaugural, I would be the first. So I was their head coach within that position, and and you know that's that's really taken us to where we are now. Uh, as I should mention before, we've had a little bit of a two-year hiatus, but from the growth from ninety-two to where we are, and and uh, today we've we've not only grown as a program, but we're now fourth in the world. So. 92 humble beginnings with volunteers and and you know dedicated players. We still get dedicated players now, and but we have more support, and we've, we've, we're now number four in the world. So
1: great overview, and that makes me feel better about the fact that uh, it wasn't around when I was there because I definitely would have given myself bad marks for not recognizing uh, U.S. Soccer's involvement. Ashley, with U.S. Soccer stepping up as. Uh, Stewart said in the early 2000s. Talk about that step up and what it's meant.
4: I wasn't involved in the program at that point, but having come into the U.S. soccer most recently, again, I cannot emphasize enough how having a department specifically to take care of not only the men's Paralympic national team, but also the Disability Soccer Committee in general, which you know covers many different disabilities. I'd like to get into that as well again, I've mentioned, fortunately, we have a president now who's done nothing but shout from the treetops about inclusion, diversity. And she's been a big advocate and a help to us in terms of continuing that. There's also been a move within US soccer from the marketing side to make sure that you know they get the press and the PR that they deserve. And again, Stuart and Jim came together last year and we discussed and they came up with this idea of the Disability Awareness Month. And It really worked out very well last year. So U.S. Soccer giving us a platform to shout from the trees also has been a huge step forward, not only for the CP program, but also for the other disability programs that exist, not necessarily housed within U.S. Soccer, but that do exist as members of U.S. Soccer. With our second annual uh, Awareness Month coming up, we are excited to promote all of the disability programs as well as the CP, you know, the power program and the men and the CP program.
1: So let's have you continue to shout from the trees, talk about all of the key issues that uh, you wanted us to be aware of as this is the final part of this four part series. Go ahead, Ashley.
4: Sure, yeah, again, I'm very lucky. I get a lot of ideas from a lot of people, but on the disabilities, the disability service organizations are, that represent uh, deaf players, blind players who are blind, power chair with power soccer, which is wheelchair, uh, amputee soccer, which speaks for itself, players who have amputee, and uh, us with cerebral palsy, somewhat outside of U.S. soccer at the moment, but eventually to be a member will be the Dwarf Soccer Program. And then finally, the seventh, if I like to think of it as seven disability service organizations, which is the players that are involved with U.S. soccer and AYSO, which is TOPS and VIP. And those are players who predominantly cognitively challenged and or, you know, have, you know, those kind of situations. And uh, so we advocate for all those kids and all those players, both adult and, and and kids. And almost most of those have a national team that they work towards, as you pointed out. I mean, Kate Ward is part of a deaf nation, women's deaf national team that hasn't lost in 20 years and has never lost, actually. Uh, the men's deaf national team also does well. The ABA, which is the blind, great power, incredible uh, amputee. So we have all these incredible national teams. And then you go to Stewart's, whose team is fourth in the world it's a really vibrant program, very well supported by U.S. soccer and ostensibly run and ideated by the likes of Stuart and Jim out of the ENT. I'm lucky. I just get to execute or hopefully execute a bunch of stuff and work hard at it. But these, there's a lot of, there's a big engine working within U.S. soccer that's very positive.
1: Yeah, and simply put, a b- big engine bringing joy, right, Stuart? Right, and Stuart, when you think about not just joy but success, as he mentioned, you're fourth in the world – how do you rate success? What's what's important to you? Is it about winning a gold medal, or is it about creating this platform for th- these people with disabilities to be able to perform?
3: Well, well, Dean, I suppose it, it depends on the day that you ask me. You know, as a national team coach, uh, first of all, my primary responsibility to to lead the team to success on on the field. So when we're at a World Cup, that's our key aim, and that, that's what we we want to to do. Is uh, you know, whether it be you know, recently we 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 got silver at the Parapanam Games or the Copa Americas or you know get to number one in the world. That's that's really where we want to be as a national team. But beyond that, we, we want to inspire and get more kids and, and adults with disabilities and in, involved in, in, in the sport, you know, as we grow the game in, in the US. And and one thing that we are very proud of is that we we now have a pathway in in the US that I think uh, many of our rivals uh, would, would love to, to emulate. You know, we, we have the opportunity now that a kid who's, who's born with a disability can enter the sport at a grassroots level. And Ash mentioned a, a few of our grassroots members there with AYSO and US Youth Soccer with Tops. Um, and not only... At that level, they can then go on and if if they show the ability and and the the desire, they can go on and, and play at a club level. For instance, through CP Soccer US, which is Ashley's organization, they have clubs across the country. Uh, same with Power Soccer. So uh, a kid can then play and and represent their their local team and, and club that way. And and then we have the next level up, the college. You know, and and let's not forget the college game really is a, a driver for for many adults and and. Uh, or many parents and, and kids to play soccer in this country. And, and through Clemson, we now have scholarships that a kid who, again, has the ability and desire can, can realize their dream in playing college soccer. And, and then as I go on, we, we have the national teams. And, you know, again, we've got the Pirates and the side national team. And we have others out there like deaf soccer. And you can do that. And then finally, and, and something that, you know, we we're extremely proud of at US Soccer, We have a program called centralized training and what that is, is an opportunity for for players to sign professional contracts and earn a living while while playing soccer. So now we have a a pathway for a kid with a disability uh, and a parent of a kid with disability to, to, you know, to work hard and and realize their dream according to their ability, whether it be a club, College, uh, national team, and, and pro level. So it, it's something that we've we've created over the the last six, seven years. So yeah, according to to the day, I'll talk about winning games or creating opportunities. So
4: to deal with Stuart a lot, and let me tell you, he wears he wears those hats very well on both sides of the aisle. Um, I've seen him coach fiercely, competitively, and his team is unbelievable when they compete. It's so much fun to go watch them compete. And, uh, but he spends a, an awful lot of time working on helping not only his own program and our program, our, but also the other ones. He's an advocate for all of them always. So uh, it's, a, it's fun. And I just, if you don't mind, I'd also like to mention the, the word pathway was used by Stuart. Obviously, with CP Soccer, we, 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 we believe we have created a pathway. One of the initiatives for the Disability Service Committee next year is to work with all of the other programs to help them if they don't already have or enhance their existing um, pathways. I'm very lucky. I get, like I said, on the on the committee. I also have bought in a bunch of players and also advocates. Like, I, for example, I, and I want to make sure they get a shout out: Jocelyn Bigelow Latin Oregon, and Kirsten Wimbill, who's at Clemson, and Matt Downing within the CP program. Leah Blaser, Shay, my son, Eddie Perry, Sid Andrews. Um, these are the disability awareness Group, disability soccer committee. Adapt and Thrive awareness group members, and they are working hard on the pathways for the other ones. Or at least we will be next year once we complete these initiatives. But these guys have led and work hard on a number of these things, up to and including the pathway for all of the other programs. So we we're, we're really excited
1: about that. Ashley Hammond, to answer your question in all sincerity, I don't mind at all because this is your time. And as I mentioned off the top, anything for Kate Ward, anything to create awareness for what the United Soccer Coaches Disability Allies Group is doing and what they're doing with their work with you, I have time for. So all day, any day, if you guys have something you want to say, let us know and we'll get you on the podcast. With that kind of last word time, and again, I don't mind, so there is no time limit here, but this is the fourth part series of our four-part series. This is the fourth show. So, you know, we'll start with uh, the head coach, Stuart Sharp, and we'll let you also have the last word, Ashley Hammond. What do you want people to know about what you're doing and the work you're doing? And then both of you, if there's websites or social media channels or anywhere where all of us can stay in touch with what you're doing, please share that too, okay? We'll start with you, Stuart. Yeah,
3: thanks, Dean. And one of the first questions you asked me it was about the origins of of the team and and how the team has grown. Well, one of the big things that we are pushing for this year will be for Josh McKinney, uh, who joined the team in, in ninety three, and and played for two decades. Uh, he's he's a nominee for the the Hall of Fame and US Soccer's Hall of Fame, and we are we're really pushing for him to be the the very first uh, player with a disability to 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 be recognised and enter US Soccer's Hall of Fame, you know, he has over a hundred caps, has has countless goals, and you know, he he played for two decades, as dedicating his his life and giving up time, you know, about eight weeks, nine weeks a year, just taking time off work to to play with pure joy, uh, for his national team and and representing the highest level. So we're going to be pushing for that, and also at US Soccer, we are extremely proud to. To next year in, in January, we'll be hosting our, uh, inaugural us para national women's team camp, uh, as they, they, they'll be training towards or working towards representing the U S at the world cup next year and the inaugural, uh, world cup for, for, uh, para. So that that's something that, that we are looking forward to seeing Josh, uh, entering the hall of fame and launching our, our women's
4: national team next year. Wonderful. Last word from Ashley Hammond. I think my big message is that anyone that listens to this, 26% of the population has a disability. We want to identify people that have a disability that want to play soccer or do play soccer. If you know someone, let them get in touch with us. Ashley, ashley at cpsoccer.us, cpsoccer.us. They can find us anywhere. They can find Stuart through the U.S. Soccer website let us know you know someone or you have a child of your own who has a disability. We may not be able to help you directly, but we sure as heck know how to put you in touch with the people that can within your disability. Nothing's off limits. We just, you know, I think our big thing is awareness and, and identification and the likes of Kate and with what she does is, is, is she knows that. And that's why she's given us this opportunity because she's, you know, she's brilliant in that regard. And that's what the whole disability soccer committee I think is focused on. So my big message is come talk to us, come find us. We know you're out there. And we just want to find more kids to get them involved in the program and get them on that pathway to, to, to the national team. And, and even if they're not ever, ever going to play national team soccer, it doesn't matter. We have a home. We, we, we want to build a home for you somewhere. So every kid with a disability knows they can play soccer. So thank you for the platform and I appreciate it very much.
1: Yeah, well, let's use this platform. Is there a website or social media channels that either one of you want to promote here as we close out our time with both of you? From a U.S. soccer perspective,
3: you'll you'll find more uh, about our programs on uh, Soccer underscore ENT. And we're on Instagram, Twitter, and and Facebook. So Soccer underscore ENT. And you'll be able to follow the, the latest updates on our disability programs and the national teams from there.
4: Yeah, you know, you can email me, Ashley at cpsoccer.us is the best way to get hold of me. I'm, I'm a little dinosaurish on some of those social media things, but my cpsoccer.us has a vibrant Twitter and Instagram account, which you'd find on our website, cpsoccer.us. That's for any disability, though. Although it says CP, you can contact me, anyone from any disability, any field can contact me and I will get you in touch with the right people.
1: All right. I love it.
4: Ashley Hammond and
1: Stuart Sharp doing great things. Ashley Hammond, the head of U.S. Soccer's Disability Soccer Committee. His son plays for the U.S. Soccer Paranational Team and Stuart Sharp, the head coach of the Paranational Team and director of U.S. Soccer's extended ENT program. Thanks so much for wrapping up what's been a great month as we dedicate this time to Kate Ward and United Soccer Coaches Disabilities Allies Group. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank Thank you so much. And thank you, Kate Ward. What a great series. We'll have to do it again next year for sure. Anytime Kate Ward and the United Soccer Coaches Disability Allies Advocacy Group wants to talk about something, the door is wide open. Just as it is wide open for Big D, Donna Fisher. It'll be our first time since we launched the Countdown to Convention where we have not one but two Countdown to Conventions. Celia Slater kicked it off with her certificate on assistant coaches well big d has added a session on the first day wednesday and we needed to get the word out about it so we got two countdown to conventions donna Fisher, big d when we return hello college coaches this is dean Linky with a special reminder registration is now open for the united soccer coaches college services program Registered programs have access to a variety of benefits, including eligibility for awards and rankings, individual membership discounts, a dedicated liaison working on your behalf with organizations like the NCAA, NAIA, NJCAA, and so much more. United Soccer Coaches helps you develop your entire coaching game the way you help your student-athletes grow as people. For more information or to register, please visit unitedsoccercoaches.org slash college.
0: Looking for ways to improve your training session? Quick Goal has supplied the highest quality soccer goals, seating, field, and training equipment for more than 30 years. From backyards to the world's greatest pitches, Quick Goal has products essential to every level of the game. As an official partner to the United Soccer Coaches and technical partner to U.S. Soccer, Quick Goal knows what equipment you need to elevate your game to the next level. Visit quickgoal.com to satisfy all your equipment needs. Time now for the Countdown to Convention, a weekly interview on the United Soccer Coaches podcast that features the United Soccer Coaches Convention, which will take place January 19th through 23rd in Kansas City. Every week during this time, our host, Dean Linke, will take a deep dive with someone or a group of people that will be featured at this year's convention. Remember to register early for the convention by going to unitedsoccercoachesconvention.org. Now, here's Dean with this week's Countdown to Convention. Time for another solid dose of Big
1: D, Donna Fister, an architect of team culture and a player development. Big D, welcome back to the United Soccer Coaches podcast.
5: Thanks, Dean. Excited to be here.
1: Yeah, I always enjoy spending time with you. I always am smarter when I'm done talking to you, which is great. Big D, in our previous podcast, we've talked about pushing players to get more from them and strengthening player mentality. This time, we'd like to chat about your Wednesday add-on at the convention in January in Kansas City, which is super exciting. You do such an amazing job presenting. Always love seeing your work at the United Soccer Coaches Convention. It'll be no different in Kansas City. Your title for this add-on is called Advancing Your People Skills for a Competitive Advantage. Can you give us your view on people skills? What are we really talking about here, Big D? Yeah,
5: Dean, people skills, also sometimes called soft skills, it's about building rapport with a person Connecting with a person, right? The way you interact with someone that then contributes to a productive relationship, positive environment with them. Now, some might say, you know, oh, well, that's really, you know, the psychological side of the game, or that's about communication, or it's about building relationships. And I'd say, yeah, I mean, these are all kind of webbed together. There's lots of moving pieces, but let me explain it this way people skills are this you know, when you walk into your doctor's office and, and you, you're you talking to your doctor and you feel like you've been heard, you feel yeah. like you're, you're the doctor's most important patient right then. they are not going to go anywhere until they've answered every one of your questions. I mean, that's people skills. And then how about in Home Depot? When I, when I go into Home Depot or Lowe's and, and I'm, I need help finding something and an employee is super helpful. They're interested in my project. I feel like they care about helping me and they're not gonna leave me stranded again, (laughs) right? Or how about in a hotel, you know, when you go, I mean, you and I, we spend a lot of time in hotels probably. The front desk person is super welcoming and you feel like they're excited that you have arrived. You feel taken care of, right? The common denominator is how, how does a person feel when they're interacting with you? And, and so over the years, I've just, I've consumed information from all different industries, business industry, leadership management, actually hospitality industry, marketing and advertising, because it's all relating to people. And I think this is one area that we don't touch on enough in, in coaching.
1: What questions do coaches need to be asking themselves about this topic
5: you know, there's a great quote by uh, Sir Ramsey, manager of the 1966 England World Cup team, said, players don't remember what you say in team talks or practices. What they do remember is how you made them feel. And I always say, we're in the people business. You win with people. And so coaches, coaches need to be asking themselves, do my players feel valued? Notice I'm not asking the coach, you know, do you do you show your players their value? Because you may think you are, but truly, is it being received? Coaches need to be asking themselves, do my players feel empowered to become more? Do do my players feel listened to, taken care of, that I have their back? Do my players feel that they're enough? Not not necessarily as as a player right there's always areas we want them to grow in but that they're enough as a human being and we're we're emotional beings and so when someone feels valued empowered capable chances are that person is going to thrive and excel as a person and then in their craft also so as coaches we got to be we gotta be thinking about these things
1: Big D, what needs are you seeing in players today that made you lean toward this topic of, quote, people skills for your add-on at the convention?
5: Players today, I see a deficiency in self-esteem. I think players tend to be approval addicts, literally, that their, their value is connected directly to their performance, and that they have a difficulty processing uh, perspective. So you might say, well, that, you know, big D that sounds like mental health, uh, wellness, performance psychology issue. And sometimes our answers, our answer as coaches is to, you know, send them to a sports psychologist and sure. Yes. and, And maybe even counseling is needed and we can help facilitate and organize that for the players, but coaches are highly influential in players lives you see a player every day multiple times a week and there are small things there are small things that we can do as coaches that we can shift in our interactions this is the people skills that a player a player then can move the needle for themselves just because we're interacting with them in a different in a different way
1: now, what would you say is holding coaches back from growing in this area of people's skills, Big D?
5: First, I mean, I'd say coaches coaches have so much on their plate. It's tough. It's tough. I, I get it, especially if you know college programs. You have a small staff, or even a club. You, you have a you have a small staff, and honestly, Dean, I think things like this, like people skills, the mental side of the game, relationships, it, it takes a back seat to tactics and strategy, analytics, because tactics, strategy, and analytics, it's seemed to be the most important. And don't get me wrong. I love, I love those things. They are important, but the perspective that I come from is right. People are your competitive advantage. And so this has to be talked about more. The other thing that comes to mind that holds coaches back is we look at you know, individual meetings or those, those, I mean, that's when a lot of the interaction happens, right? Is we we have those individual meetings and we look at it as something that we have to do instead of something that we get to do, right? We, we have individual meetings and, and they go like this, you know, if you're a college coach, how's your classes? Okay. How's your, how's your injury? Uh, What are your goals for this season? You know, maybe if you're a director or an executive, a GM, you're you're doing an annual review or an evaluation. It's like, okay, check the boxes. Here it is. Okay, keep work working hard, and and that's it. Well, it's like, okay, well, what was accomplished? How how did that player or person feel, walking out of that meeting? Was was the interaction with you worth it to them? Was it a valuable interaction to them? And do they feel valued and empowered to grow and keep moving forward?
1: We're here with Big D. She's got an exciting add on for the United Soccer Coaches Convention on Wednesday. And Big D, Donna Fisher, your add on talks about a competitive advantage. Give us an appetizer. You're so great at this, by the way, of what you mean
5: here. Look, when, when people feel valued, they're higher performers, they're more loyal. They're going to give more to the team, to the organization. And it's all about how you treat someone in a simple interaction or in a meeting. I mean, this is literally what January 19th is going to be about. The entire day, I want to stay very narrowly focused on how to make individual meetings, interactions, pay off for you and the other person. Breakdown of the sessions is on the convention website that that people can take a look at. But some of what I'll cover is, you know, how to give feedback well, say it in a way that the person's going to be able to receive it and sort of download it and do something with it. Uh, I'll talk about you know helping a person through their own perceptions of things, how to embrace reality, right? Those tough those tough conversations. And just share some tips for effective meetings that I've sort of collected and experienced in coaching. And then a big one for me that I'll talk about on the nineteenth is how to be an expert at asking questions. This is huge in in people skills. Reading a person when you ask those questions, and then asking follow ups. We'll we'll dig deep in into those.
1: I feel like this add-on, quite frankly, Donna Fisher is a can't miss, and it's on the opening day of the convention. I feel it's a can't miss, but in your own words, why do you feel like people should be there on January 19th?
5: Let's do a hypothetical situation, Dean. So you go to dinner at a at a big banquet hall, and you got two people that sit down next to you. The, the person on your left, you know, you start talking with them, and all they're doing is telling you all about themselves. The person on your right is asking you questions about you. They're curious about your life and interested in, in what you do. Well, how do you feel walking away from that? Who, who do you remember? Well, the the person on your right, who's asking you about you. It's, it's the feeling that you got from that interaction. And so For coaches, directors, managers, GMs, why come on January 19th? Because if simply changing the way you phrase a sentence when talking to someone helps them to feel valued and empowered, well, it's worth it to come on January 19th. And the chance then that that person's performance or production is going to increase and grow because of that is huge, right? It's it's as simple as putting some tools in your toolbox acquiring a few more skills that's going to add to positive and authentic interactions. And Dean, if I'm being honest, you don't learn these things in a coaching course or in a coaching license. People, people skills is not on the docket in the curriculum in, in coaching licenses. I mean, I've talked with coaches who have a USSF A license, a UEFA B license, There's nothing specific about people skills and getting better at literally the interaction person to person, one-on-one and how to have great meetings. So it's going to be 100% worth the coach's time to join me on January 19th.
1: Part of people skills is self-promotion, big D, where can people learn more about what you're doing online and in social media?
5: My website is Donnafisher.com. My last name is spelled F-I-S-H-T-E-R. There'll be stuff there, links about my work. There's a link back to the convention sites. Social media is Twitter, Instagram, at Donna Fisher.
1: Big D, I love your people skills. I'll be there on that Wednesday for sure. You'll see me in the crowd. Awesome. Thanks for being on the podcast and you're welcome anytime, Big D. Thank you so much. Thanks, Dean. A little double down on this week's Countdown to Convention. Celia Slater and Big D sandwiched in with an incredible visit with Ashley Hammond and Stuart Sharp. I want to thank Sean Chevro. I want to thank Bailey Conklin, Erica Dyer, all the great folks at United Soccer Coaches, my producer Colin Thrash, for each and every one of them, and all of you. I'm Dean Linke. We'll see you next week for another edition of the United Soccer Coaches Podcast presented by TeamSnap.
0: Thanks for listening to the weekly United Soccer Coaches podcast presented by Team Snap. To learn more, visit unitedsoccercoaches.org and teamsnap.com.